This episode of Ask the 8-Ball Podcast is brought to you by Bebop's Lola's Fine Hot Sauce and the Mullen team at Remax Revolutions. Hi, I'm Quinn, and I'm listening to my daddy and Cody. <laughs> do, you, do we need to ask them to turn the music off? Or? Uh, the music doesn't pick up, but... Okay, can, you guys know. All right. Yeah, we're usually pretty good. Um, you ready to go? I'm ready whenever you are, Gonzalez. Mr. Hernandez, we've been gone for a while. <laughs> Hey, uh, what's up, Cody? Not much, man. What's up with you? Oh, not a lot. What's uh, what's new? I don't know, man. Let's ask the eight wall. Welcome. Well, it's good to see you. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been what month and it's been month and some change. Month and some change since we did yeah. the last one. Uh, welcome back, guys. <laughs> uh, our guest this week, a previous guest coming on again, uh, fan favorite as some might call him, Mister Iowa Nice Guy himself. Nicest guy in Iowa, I've heard. Yeah. Well, that that's definitely not true, but I'll t- I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally fine with that moniker. Nicest okay. guy in Iowa. And <laughs> Iowa nice. nice. It's hard when Iowa nice is a real thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting to see that term kind of take off. And originally, in the first video that we did with Iowa nice, <laughs> uh, if you remember, the Iowa nice guy was not very nice at all. It no. was a, it was uh, satirical. Yeah. He was a real jerk. Uh, but uh, the jerk. Uh, definition of Iowa nice didn't keep it didn't keep it all no. and so uh, now it's just a a, a, a collection a term <coughs> that is used for the whole area just collected in there do you see like examples of Iowa nice when you're out out and about doing things oh yeah I mean especially if, if the definition of Iowa nice is you know people helping other people being kind then uh, yeah you see that and it's 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 cool to see and that people take it on as a bit of an identity. Yeah. Uh, they wear it as a badge of honor. And certainly there are things that we could do better in this state. Uh, there's a long list. But uh, it at its core, if people are striving to be, quote, unquote, Iowa nice, whatever that means, Yeah. Uh, then that's cool. Here's what I'll say that people in Iowa need to fix is... Uh, driving? Driving. Iowa <laughs> has the worst that. drivers. That's not true. Oh, they're awful. I, no, I lived in Louisiana for a while, I promise you. They're worse? It's way worse. Okay. I've, uh, I've been to Louisiana, but I just walked around Bourbon Street. You ever so been to Paris? Sure. Nope. Way worse. Paris? Oh, Paris, England? France. Paris, France? Paris where? <laughs> You're way off today, man. <laughs> Have one of those days, I guess. Uh, no, I, I I, don't... I think Missouri's Missouri drivers are worse, okay. for sure. Um, what do I say? What else? Um, I think Missouri's definitely worse. I could probably... Have you been to California? I have oh. yep. Florida. Oh. Not good. I didn't Florida, get a chance to really Georgia see bad. how bad people were in California because every five feet was a stoplight, and I hit everyone red. Well, that that will so. happen, yes. Also, yeah. if you've ever seen a video of people driving in India... It's, okay. it's way worse. So wow. anyway, I don't mean to come on to your podcast no, it's, no, and it's your <laughs> observation, yeah. but you're wrong. You are wrong. That's I'm not fine. saying I'm wrong. I'm just saying that... You're not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so you named nine other places. I was yeah. top ten. I, I'll tell you this. I don't say they're bad drivers. Per capita, Alaska, we're the worst. <laughs> but they either go... There's, say the speed limit's 45. They're either going 30 or 90. There's no hitting the speed limit or five over like there is in Iowa. They're either flying or they're going slow. Well, if up. you're in the left lane, they're hitting the speed limit. Anyways, I digress. So, we invite you back on the show because uh, you have a documentary coming out. I sure do, yes. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, many years in the making. Uh, Kinnick, the documentary, it's 90-minute feature-length documentary on uh, the life of Niall Kinnick, who, uh, if you don't know, is 
the man who the uh, football stadium in Iowa City is named after. Right. He won the Heisman Trophy in 1939. He's the only Iowa, Iowa player to win the Heisman, correct? Uh, the only one to play here, uh, Jay Berwanger, uh, was from the Quad Cities. He won the very first Heisman, but he did not play in the state of Iowa. Okay. Okay. So, uh, awesome. and this will be a feature film, right? Yep. In oh. 90 minutes. Okay. 90 solid minutes. Nice. nice. Uh, what's the release date on it? Yeah, August 24th. It'll be available on Vimeo, and okay. uh, you'll be able to get it there to stream on your TV through your Chromecast or whatever you use. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and if you want to know more, just you'll he- listen to the rest of this podcast, yeah. but also just Google Kinnick the Documentary or follow me, Scott Zipker, on social media, and you'll get plenty of updates and little um, teasers as we get closer yeah, to August 24th. Like, can you tell us any teasers like, real quick? And here in about five minutes, we're going to play the uh, trailer, the first trailer for it. Okay, yeah. 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 And, uh, you haven't seen it yet, so I'm interested to see mm-hmm. your yeah. reaction. Uh, but the... The film probably doesn't look the way that most people will think it will look from a little group of Iowans making a, a, a tiny film. Yep. We really tried. The scope of it is hopefully comes across. I mean, we travel all over the country to tell Niall's story, which you think, oh, this is just an Iowa story. But uh, he, he had many interesting connections to other parts of the state or other parts of the states. And also his time in the military took him across the, yeah. the south and the Florida. And that's now there's a street named after him in, uh, where is it, Adel. Adel, that's when his hometown, yeah. Yep. So and there's a Casey's right there on it. So. <coughs> it sure is. I'm interested to, to see more about his time in the military. That kind of really intrigues me a little bit. Yeah, w- this, that section in the film was probably 20-ish minutes. So right. it's a deep dive into his time in the military that okay. I don't think anybody, I've never seen anybody do it the way that we've done it. I'm pretty sure nobody has, uh, unless there's some secret documentary somebody put together and never released. And they're, uh, they're releasing it August 18th. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right before us. Yeah. Uh, but we went through, he wrote three war journals in his time, and wow. it's a really, it's the most intimate look you get at how Niall saw the world, how he thought, um, how he felt. Okay. So what was your, I mean, other than, you know, this great man, what was the ins- your inspiration? What, what made you want to kind of do this? It kind of started as a practical purpose. I wanted to do a, a feature film, and I really wanted to do, be doing, like, um, fiction narratives, uh, traditional movies maybe what is what you'd call them. But we had, as a group, need to make the transition between two-minute videos and feature length. And so the way I thought best to do it was, well, we have a built-in audience here in Iowa, Mm-hmm. And so at the time, it was going to be a Jack Trice and Al Kinnick documentary together. Okay. But then once we got into the research, it was clear that that film was going to be way, way, way too long. Yeah. And so we ended up splitting them into two. And Niles is done now. We'll come out August 24th. And then uh, Jack Trice's will come out uh, sometime in the future uh, pending fundraising. Okay. 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 Nice. Is there a way that we can that someone can help to to fund that or help to support uh, that? We're we're that? still. You have to be careful about how you talk about fundraising, um, it, just in case we were ever to get into say an investment, if we were going to sell investments or whatnot, uh, which I'm not saying we are. Uh, but uh, what I will say, generally speaking, is we don't know how we're going to do fundraising, but we will have to do fundraising in some form, whether it's charity or for-profit, something out of that. But that's all coming together now, and I'll be making that fundraising around here shortly. Okay. Okay, cool. and people can follow you on social media to keep yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, random question about now, Kenick. What's a fun fact about him that nobody would know? Uh, his nickname as a small child. You just picture Niall Kinnick, the, you know, like the... 
masculine man. Yeah. Chest, abs look like he's carved out of rubber, bulldozing through Notre Dame's defensive line to score a game-winning touchdown. His nickname as a child was June. Junior? June. June. They just called him June. Okay. Uh, You know, so you think a little eight-year-old Nile running around crying, and and, uh, all his friends calling him June, (laughs) which I I just find so endearing. Is is that the month he was born or something? No, he was uh, a junior. Okay. Uh, And technically, he wasn't a junior. Um, His name is Nile Clark Kinnick Jr. His father's name was Nile Clark Kinnick Jr. Senior. Who was the uh, quarterback at Iowa State, actually. His dad was the quarterback at Iowa State. Oh, wow. Interesting. But uh, Niles Jr.'s mother uh, was the daughter of George Clark, who was the governor of Iowa in the early 1900s. Okay. They spelled their name C-L-A-R-K-E. But Niall Clark Kinnick Sr. was just the regular Clark without the E. But they wanted to honor, the family wanted to honor Governor Clark... So his Nile Junior's name is Nile Clark with an E. e. So he's, oh, that's but so he's not technically not a junior. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fun fact of the day. There you go. Nice. Uh, let's check out the trailer right now. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll get into the Blitz and do more interviews with Scott. We'll be right back. I thank God I was warring on the gridirons of the Midwest and not on the battlefields of Europe. Nile Clark Kinnick Jr., Iowa's immortal All-American, Throughout the history of college football, few players have had as lasting of an effect on their fan base as Niall Kinnick. It's his image that's featured on the coin flip to start every game in the Big Ten Conference. And when nearly 70,000 fans gather to watch the Hawkeyes play in Iowa City, they do so in Kinnick Stadium. It might be the most famous photo in Iowa athletic history, that picture of Niall crashing over the goal line. Even for those who knew him, Niall Kinnick quickly went from hero to legend. But that legend obscures the flesh and blood man. We all grew up in this little town of Adel in Iowa. Niall was a first cousin. Uh, this is the uh, Kinnick home when they lived in Adel. Dear Sonny Boy, I do not refer alone to football wins. They are of passing importance. He had a fairly aristocratic upbringing. They were, they were always talking about live right, do right, think right, act right. His grandfather was governor of Iowa from 1913 to 1917. My dear Nile, are you familiar with Longfellow's poem Excelsior? It is inspirational. That was a very moving experience for us to to read his writing. He, he wrote in the diary, uh, said it's just like paradise, flying in and out of those clouds. I think he could have been anything, maybe even President of the United States. I can speak confidently and positively the players of this country would much more, much rather, struggle and fight to win the Heisman Award than Quad de Guerre. Thank you. I'm welcome. And you're welcome. 
What are you looking at? I was just sending that link to a couple of my friends. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. A uh, big thank you real quick to the Irish in West Des Moines, uh, right in the heart of West Glen, next to Coach's Pizza. Also, uh, big shout out to Bebops and Lola's. Yeah. And uh, Remax Group, the Mullen, Team Mullins. Yeah. Mullen Team. All kinds of sponsors now. <clears throat> you guys are like the NASCAR of podcasts. <laughs> We're going to put them on our windshield soon so we can yeah. just, like Ricky Bobby style. So I wear my Bebops hat. Yeah. Because uh, they pay me for it. <laughs> and I, they got delicious burgers. If you uh, haven't checked out that documentary, check it out. I just watched the trailer and I am stoked. That yeah, we just played it. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you liked yeah. it, dude. Yeah. I've got so many more questions now. Like, first off, the way they spoke back then, like in the letters from his people and the way he spoke, so much cooler than how we speak today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a, especially public speaking back then was very uh, formal. Yeah. And Niall had that. It, it, but just his voice in general had, and even in his early 20s, sounded like an elder statesman. Yeah. Uh, it's really incredible. And, uh, you know, those are, that's the formal side. But, the way he writes in his journals is, while it's more intelligent than many of us, it's still in a common tongue. Okay. You know, he was there. Niall knew when uh, he he knew how, what hat to wear and when to wear it. Okay. And so it's uh, while very formal in some places, other places he could be uh, quite relaxed. Okay. Perfect. So I mean, have you seen his actual journals? You read the actual. Are you just yeah. So them? they yeah they're in three notebooks. They're in the archives at the University of Iowa, and what you saw in the trailer there, we actually have scans of all of them. Okay. We did film some of the pages with our own cameras, but we have full res scans of each of them, and they were able to pull off uh, the penmanship and utilize it uh, in different uh, special effects ways. Yeah. that I think is really nice. That was really cool. Okay. So what is what was the process like? Or what, was, what was the process, I guess, to, to put this documentary together? It was a long process. I, if I would have known how hard it was to make a historical documentary, I probably <laughs> never would have started. But really, it began with getting out and doing interviews with okay. the experts at yeah. the time. And so we went out and interviewed the foremost experts on Niall Kinnick. Uh, Tom Lidd, who had written a fictionalized version of of Niall's life called Niall and then um, Mike Chapman who has written extensively about Niall Kinnick we utilized a book written by uh, D.W. Stump which is kind of the quintessential book Uh, A Hero Perished is what that's called I recommend it to everybody that was a nice uh, starting and then we found Don Bice who is Niall's first cousin eight years younger than him who Still alive in his nineties yeah, and an amazing storyteller. He was in the trailer. He's, he's right? in the trailer. He, yeah, he looks good. He for looks being great. His 90s. Yeah, and he was really able to kind of be the heart of our documentary. So we had that, and then we had to go out and scan a lot of photos and journal entries, letters, dig up some brand new stuff, and then fill in uh, where we could. So, like the war section, there's not a ton of photos in Nile. So during that time um, to fill out a 20-minute segment of a film. So we had to go into the National Archives and find other photos on the USS Lexington, which is the aircraft carrier now served on, find photos of the exact plane model that he was flying, you know, to piece the whole story together. And then luckily one night, really late at night, I was going through the National Archives, probably had looked at my, like, 22,333rd 
photo at that night, and all of a sudden, through my groggy eyes, I I see a photo that I'm question is that Nile? I've never seen this photo before. I, this is, and I look and I and I I'm like, oh my god, that is Nile. So I, in the middle of night, I wanted to start screaming. I was <laughs> so excited. I found this photo that of Nile no one's ever seen before. Yeah, and. Um, and so, and it's it's a wonderful personality photo. He's got like um, he's sitting around with all his pilot buddies in the ready room. He's got this big grin on his face, and there's uh, magazine cutouts of pinup girls all up behind them on like a, a corkboard. Okay. And it's a wonderful photo. Just it's probably my favorite photo of Nile. But okay. uh, yeah, all that, and then going through the scripting process. So yeah. you actually write everything, you take all the quotes, you know. And so we have a document that's. Uh, you know, about a hundred pages long, and then you keep writing, rewriting, writing, rewriting, uh, and you get through that process. And then you actually start the editing of the film process. Okay, interesting. Would you consider yourself now the foremost knowledge person on now Kinnick? You know, as an Iowan, it's hard to say something like that, but <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, me, and the three other guys: Brendan Dunphy, Paul Benedict, and Christopher Cook. Um, I don't. I, I just we've we were able to take the work that has been done before us, which we're so appreciative. So we were able to take all that information and yeah. then build on it through primary research. So, and and I think we have spent the most time, except when Stump maybe wrote his book. Right. Uh, he actually knew Niall Senior, Niall's father, so he did have that aspect. Okay. But at this point, I would assume uh, Stump is a little bit rustier than we are on this stuff. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Uh, has the University of Iowa reached out to you guys about the documentary? So, yeah, we've been working with them since day one. Okay. Uh, they they have been wonderful to work with, Perfect. and uh, they've been really helpful, and they love the film and uh, are really excited for it to get out into the world. That's awesome. awesome. August 24th, right? That's August 24th. On Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O. That's right. Vimeo. And if you want to follow updates, you can follow Scott on social media. Yeah. You want to spell out your last name? Just yeah, S I E P K E R. But just you can search Iowa Nice Guy and you'll find me too. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, should we roll into the Blitz? Let's go for it. You remember Scott, the Blitz? You remember the Blitz? Oh, yeah. Okay. How I think I lost I last time. So. Oh yes. And you will lose again. <laughs> and every yeah. time since then. Safe bet. Blitz time. Hot, hot, hike. It's, it's a Blitz. It's, it's a Blitz. It's, it's a Blitz. Yeah, it's a Blitz. Let's go. Uh, I got, yeah, I got like six or seven questions this week. I got a month's worth of uh, thinking. Okay. Questions. Yeah, yeah. Wow, seven so, questions in one month. You've really been thinking. He does one a week. I was, a, I was on. Vi- that's uh, why he got seven because he's yeah. doing math too. Well, I went to Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, okay, question one: You get a billion dollars, but you can only listen to one song on repeat the rest of your life. What song is it? Oh, this is a really good question. I appreciate this question. Uh, I think that I would probably go with. Moonlight Sonata. Okay. Yeah, I could listen to that. There's a lot of depth there. I could also spend time writing words myself because there are none, and <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, well, here's a new version. This just occupied my time. Yeah. Uh, but also, it would be terrible to actually only get to listen to one song the rest of my life. Oh yeah. But you get a billion dollars. So you don't have to listen to yeah, any music. Right. You don't have to listen to any music, but if you do, it's got to be one song. Yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number two. According to Urban Dictionary. What is fishing in the dark? Ooh. Are you supposed? Are we supposed no, no. to go back no, and forth? No, no. no. Well, all you in the dark is just when you go out. You're not really fishing. You're you're having amorous activities. Okay, 
I like. I think the original lyrics of "Fishing in the Dark" uh, was the other F word. Can we swear in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh I think that w- maybe we should double check this, but I think "Fucking in the Dark" was the actual title. Okay, okay. And I think that's and they what radio edited "Fishing" and then it caught on better. Wh- maybe that, or they maybe at the studio. I'd have to look this up, but I, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, that's clearly what he's talking about. Yeah, he's clearly singing about having sex. Okay. Uh, what, is, what does it say in Urban Dictionary? We'll give get to answer. the end. Oh, I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want to give Cody a leg up here. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah. That doesn't give me a chance to win this thing. Uh, next question. When making a PB&J, do you put the peanut butter on first, and do you put the PB&J on the same side of the bread? <clears throat> no, I, I separate them. Okay. Yeah. And I, do you, I do one side peanut butter, the other side jelly. And do you do peanut butter first or jelly yeah, first? Je- peanut butter for sure first. Okay. Uh, which right next way. question? Which cheese is the superior cheese? Yeah, these are d- these are in depth questions, hard hitting. Okay, weeks, think of these. Um, <laughs> Most of them I thought of four weeks ago. I, I, am Maytag blue cheese is a local favorite. I'm blue just not cheese. the biggest che- blue cheese fan. My answer is an extra sharp cheddar okay like a really aged cheddar something very sharp okay okay, okay. and uh this is a, this seems trendy to ask such a question here um she's a 10 but she sleeps with her socks on <laughs> what is she now a 10 still, still 10? A 10 yeah okay. i got no problem with that okay and she's a 10 we're good i could put up with a lot with a 10 that's I think fair. We all can. That's a fault in our personalities. <laughs> That's a fault in the male genome. Yeah. Uh, three questions left. Three questions left. Okay. We got a lot this week. I'm winning so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you've got everyone better than Cody so far. Uh, what's something you hated as a child, but you love as an adult? Broccoli. Okay. I hated broccoli as a child. I mean, I, I hated the way it smelled. I hated the way it felt in my mouth. Look like little tiny trees, but now I eat broccoli a lot, and I I really I enjoy it. Bro- broccoli's good. All right. Uh, next question: Would you rather date a girl who dabbles in a little crystal meth, or is super into collecting crystals? I feel like I just heard this question asked, <laughs> and what was what was a good answer? I should have been prepared. Um, no, clearly I would rather her be into crystals. Um, I feel like that I can contr- control uh, where I am a little bit more, knowing what her state of mind is. And when she's on crystal meth, that might just come out of nowhere. And I'd be like, we're in public. I have nothing to do. She's probably not carrying the crystals around with her uh, while we go to the Civic Center. <laughs> Some might Fair. be. You never know. And last question for you before we go to Cody. Who is the best number 24 of all time? Number 24? Um... I would, of course, I'm partial to Niall Kinnick, but I think the answer here is Kobe Bryant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Willie Mays is in there. There's a lot lot of people in there. Okay, um, I'm going to switch to Willie Mays, Okay. but it's very close. Okay. Willie Mays. All right, that was your blitz. Cody, you're up. You ready? Yeah. Question one, you get a billion dollars, but you can only listen to one song and repeat the rest of your life. What song do you choose? Hallelujah. By which version? 
Uh, there's so many different versions. That's yeah. why I like it because a lot of people can do it a lot of different ways. Wait, are you saying in this question you can listen to the same song, but it can be different versions? I just said no. one song. Yeah, he said one so song. To be fair, he took. All right, that was very smart of you, Cody. Yeah, well, I would. I, I didn't feel think like that either. mine's better then because Moonlight Sonata has been played by many, many people for hundreds of years longer than your song was even around for. I he's, mean, he's trying to sell me on it. I like it. Hundreds I like it. of years. Hundreds of years. <laughs> Beethoven to uh, Leonard Cohen. Isn't Leonard Cohen's words? Then I sung like by Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley has my favorite uh, Alleluia version. Also, Brent, uh, there's a country singer that does a really good one. I can't think of his name right now. But there's so many different yeah. versions of that same song. May I suggest Rufus Wainwright's version? Okay. You probably haven't heard of him, but Rufus Wainwright's will rip your heart out, throw it on the ground, step on it, and then gently place it back into your chest until it's ripped out again. Well, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, that's it's on. great. It's so beautiful. <laughs> All right, All right Cody, next question for you. According to Urban Dictionary, what is fishing in the dark? It's when you take a take a girl down by the pond and you, well, a girl or a guy, depending on who's fishing, but you take them and then you have, uh, basically you bang it out okay. under the moonlight. They say, very, sh- they very say chivalry's dead, Cody. It could be a picnic table. It could be just on a sand beach by the river. Okay. It could be a van down by the river. Now remember, this is according to Urban Dictionary. Just want to throw it out there. Uh, next question. When making a PB&J, do you put the peanut butter on first? And do you put both the peanut butter and jelly on the same side of the bread? Never on the same side. And pe- usually I would say, yeah, I think I go peanut butter than jelly. Okay. Because you, you lick the spoon after each one anyways, so. Fair you enough. You use a spoon for your peanut well, butter? Knife, spoon, whatever. Wait, you use a spoon <laughs> for your peanut butter? Peanut butter, I think, I use, well, I probably use the same thing because jelly is hard to get with a Wait, with a knife. so you're using a spoon to spread your peanut butter? Sometimes. Do you know how inefficient this is? This is, a, this is an interesting is take. This is a hot idea. take. This is a hot it's take. A terrible idea. I use a knife, but then it's hard to get jelly on a knife. Yeah, you can use How's two different instruments. How do you get jelly on a knife? You turn the jelly sideways. How do you get the peanut butter thick. off of the so spoon? What do you mean? Yeah, how do you get the peanut butter off the spoon? You, you just take you just take the bread and like scoop the bread with it? No, use your finger. And then look your finger. So why not just use your finger at that point if you're just going to use your finger? Well, you could do that, too. Okay, Cody. <laughs> I don't want to dirty too many utensils at I don't, once. I so. think the show's over, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to move on. I can't wait for this answer. Which cheese is the superior cheese? Mozzarella. Yeah. That was a terrible yeah, accent. You sound, like <laughs> Bo- you sound like Borat trying to be Italian. <laughs> Not even an Italian person would say mozzarella is the right answer. I honestly thought you'd say Kraft Singles. <laughs> mozzarella is good for purposes, some purposes. String cheese. But it's not really a great cheese like you just eat by itself when you have other things on the charcuterie board. Yeah. I like mozzarella a lot. Okay. You can make strings out of it. You can't make strings out of sharp cheddar. Let me ask you a question. Yes, you, you can. I've had it. Do you eat it with a spoon? Do I eat mozzarella with a spoon? I no. Just, I don't know. Okay, Cody, next question. She's a 10. But she sleeps with her socks on. Uh, 9.5. Okay. So it takes a half a notch out for you. Yeah, because if I want to cuddle up her feet or something like that, then I have to crawl down first because she's going to be taller than me. <laughs> so I got to get down there, which is weird. Then I'm like, oh, your feet are all warm and fluffy with her socks on? That's weird, too. So. Okay. Uh, something you hated as a child but love as an adult. Uh, morel mushrooms. Okay. I, and I love, I don't love all mushrooms, but I love morels. But I like mushrooms on my hoo-ha, anything but pizza. I don't really like them on pizza, but I'm a fan of mushrooms as an adult that I wasn't as a kid. Okay, that was in-depth. Thank you for that. Uh, would you rather date a girl who dabbles in a little crystal meth here and there, or uh, is super into collecting crystals? Is this like a, um, 
like she collects girls named Crystal or just Crystal's name? However you want to interpret it. <laughs> uh, I mean, mess, mess bad, okay? So I'm going to say Crystal's. <laughs> okay. And last question. Who is the best number 24 of all time? I bet if I didn't go for it, we should have given him this one first. I bet you couldn't even pick one person who has 24. Willie Mays is my favorite baseball Take player. Take Willie Mays and Kobe out. And now Willie, Mays, Willie Mays is my favorite baseball player. So I, was, I would love to say him, but I think Kobe is the best. I mean, okay. Kobe's inarguably top five best player of all time. And Willie Mays is up there as far as best baseball players, but he's not. He's top five. He's top five? Yeah. Man, I've at least. So you're going he might Kobe. be the greatest. Oh, I would. Love no one it. says Kobe's I would love the greatest. It to be, to I said Kobe's the greatest. Yeah, but, but you're an idiot. I got Kobe tattoo, so I know. Like, I'm gonna go with Kobe. Okay. Also, I know what the correct answer is coming from him. So <laughs> that's fair. Because I had two. Oh, yeah, it's a I had game. two correct I answers. I had two correct answers, and you guys will both hate my second one. So it's perfect. All right. Are you say Jeff Gordon is the second one? Because I will ooh, kick you in the that face. That was one I even think of, but that's funny. Okay, let's go through the answers here. You get a billion dollars. You're gonna listen one song and repeat the rest of your life. What song is it? Moonlight Sonata. Moonlight Sonata and... Hallelujah. Yes. The correct answer was Char- Careless Whisper by George Michael. Uh, <laughs> but Moonlight Sonata. It's been around for hundreds of years, Cody. Hundreds of years. Know he said hundreds that. of years. <laughs> you, you listen, ever, will you listen to it on the way home tonight? Moonlight Sonata? Yeah. How it's, long is it? Because I live two minutes away. It's it's gorgeous. I'll listen You'll to sit it. in your car and listen to the rest of it. All right. Yeah. Uh, next one. I'll play to Urban my dog tonight when I'm crying myself asleep I'm alone. <laughs> That's a perfect idea. Wearing socks in bed. <laughs> Wearing socks in bed. Yeah. Yeah. According to Urban Dictionary, what is fishing in the dark? Uh, they say it is laying on your back outside at night, performing mutual masturbation with your partner. Okay. Interesting. That's okay. Urban Dictionary. Interesting. Yeah. I like your guys' answers better. I'll have to look. I'm going to go mas- back. Mutual masturbation. Yeah. So are you masturb- jerking them off? You were, no, no, no. Scott You're gets the point because you said bang it out, and he used, like, have coitus or, <laughs> or something. Or like, words. Yeah, something amorous very nice. activity. Yeah, amorous activity is. <laughs> well, Scott's clearly a better wordsmith <laughs> than I am. Yes. Now we're just going to go bang it out real quick. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, two nothing. Scott's not impressed yes. with his vocabulary. I'm just when making <laughs> When making PB&J, you put peanut butter on first, and you put PB&J on the same side. Now, there was going to be a tiebreaker on this. Do you use Chunky or Creamy? Oh, Chunky. Creamy. And the tiebreaker would have gone to him because Chunky's the correct answer. But then you threw in that you <laughs> use a spoon to spread everything. <laughs> well, so that totally negated all, and then negated your whole answer. I mean, I can it use did. a fork, too. Like, just what? <laughs> you just, that is, whatever whatever no, utensil I stop, have right there. Stop. Do I'm your dishes. Dirty three, yeah. Do your dishes. I just reach in the dish drawer and grab a clean. Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah. Well, then use it. But I, I do. I, I use a slotted reach, spoon to get the chunks I out. I just reach into the, <laughs> like reach into the <laughs> silverware drawer and grab whatever's there. Like, get, get a steak knife. That'll work, okay. too. Okay. Well, Cody, this isn't looking good for you so far. Which cheese is superior cheese? You said extra sharp cheddar. Yeah. And you said mozzarella. mozzarella. I personally like Swiss. Mm. I can go Swiss. Sharp cheddar is a better answer because mozzarella is good on a select few things. Yes. You're getting destroyed. Mozzarella is good, though. There's not really a bad <laughs> answer because almost all cheese is good. Yeah. Agree. Yes. Except for blue cheese. Which he was going to say no, blue cheese. No, well, I mean, we make it the best in the world right down there in Newton. So, yeah, I, like, I have pride for it. I like blue cheese crumbles. Blue cheese is just a fungus. I don't like blue cheese, like, dipping. Yeah, I'm not a blue cheese fan. You, you, what do you, your next answer was mushrooms, and you just called out... Blue cheese because you don't like fungus. <laughs> Shh, don't take my point and turn around on me. 
And it's not. Mold is different than fungus. But anyway, Whatever. continue. Don't turn my answer around on me, Scott. This isn't fair. She's a 10 but sleeps with her socks on. You said 9.5. You said 10 still. Because oh, yeah. she's still a 10 either way. I don't think the socks are that big of a deal, but I'm gonna give Cody a point just to be nice. Okay, that's fair. We don't need to have. I mean, if I because he took a he took a half point off, so he you know. If I can get a ten, I'm not gonna kick her out of bed, for, for just for her socks on. Yeah, well, not until the Uber shows up. Well, duh. Yeah. And she's paying. Yeah. <laughs> chivalry's not dead, Cody. Uh, something you hated as a child, but love as an adult. You said broccoli, Cody. You love funguses in this aspect. Uh, you said mushrooms. I put uh, getting spanked or. <laughs> Or napping, so you guys went a totally different route. Oh, who than hates I did. napping as a kid, though? Oh, I hated it. Really? Yeah, it's most kids hate napping. Yeah. Oh, I like napping. Showers, baths, napping. Yeah. Eating healthy food. Yeah, I took a nap today. Like the spank it. part hasn't happened yet, but I took a nap today, so I'm halfway there. Why do you need to do that if you have a girlfriend? And broccoli is the correct good answer. For them? <laughs> that's that's who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who else? I'm not going to spank myself. What? Would you do that with your spoon with peanut butter on it? You weird fuck. All right. Uh, would you rather date a girl who dabbles in crystal meth or is super into crystals? It's like an R. Kelly thing. We just collect. I kind of liked Cody's answer when he said "girls named Crystal" because that was kind of funny. And he's not going anywhere. No, I don't. I mean, then that would make her a serial kidnapper. Yeah, like. Would like, you rather uh, date a serial kidnapper than somebody like, who dabbles in meth? Crystal meth. Crystal meth. R. Kelly. And I've been watching. I've been uh, rewatching Breaking Bad. About, so like, I'm, about, I'm super uh, into crystal meth right Mac, now. You know, the girl that played on Smallville. Wait, you're Smallville. saying you'd rather date a girl that does things like R. Kelly did? No, I'm just <laughs> that's a good example. Awful. <laughs> that's not a good example. It's the worst example. Man, what is happening? Jesus, Cody. You're, I need him. I know your dating profile has <laughs> just gone straight up. That's probably why you picked Hallelujah as your song. Oh, wow, that was a slam. <laughs> and who is the best number 24 of all time? You yeah, said... Well, I, I switched it up to Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. You said Kobe. Yeah. I I said Kobe, obviously, because I'm a Kobe guy. There's great answers out there. There's King Griffey Jr. He was 24. Uh, Darrell Rivas. No, he's not in this. That he's No, not he's not. I'm thing. just looking at people. Okay, Jeff Gordon. Okay, just in general. Also, okay. the correct number two, Barry Bonds, the greatest baseball player of all time. He was 25, I thought. 24 in Pittsburgh. And he, he switched. I he think was 25 so. Because his yeah, he's twenty four. Willie Mays was his uh, his relative, his godfather. That's right. Oh yeah, godfather, not relative, yeah. right? Or is he related as well? No, it was, it was his godfather. His uh, um, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby was his, like his best friend growing up. Yeah, I got it right. I looked it up earlier. Okay. Sure I was, and I what is crazy. he uh, with the Giants? Do you go to switch to twenty five? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Here comes number twenty five with the Giants. Number twenty four with the Pirates. Okay. Yeah. But Griffey's a great answer, too. Yeah, it is. Griffey's a great answer. Griffey's not better than Willie Mays, though. No. No, no, no. If he would have Griffey is like stayed healthy, behind the he could have maybe he done been, something. He yeah. could have made a run for it. Yeah. Well, Willie had a lot going on back in the day through racial and, and all. I mean. No, I'm talking incredible. strictly on the field. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I would love to debate that. I, I and would be on the best side that he's not the greatest, but I I love and Wesley Snipes was Willie Mays Hayes in uh, yeah, Major League. Number was yeah, he? but Omar Epps he was number was, uh, zero. And the w- second one, in, in Major League too. Better Major League. I do. You know, I agree. Oh shit! It's a very unpopular opinion, it but is, I do agree. I, Omar Epps was Willie Mays Hayes because <laughs> yeah, Wesley Snipes won too much money. <laughs> How did I never just realize that? Well, now you have something to go I was watch this after you listen days to me. Like I realized that Omar Epps wasn't. It wasn't Wesley Snipes anymore. You're right there with it. Wow. All right. Well, that was the blitz, Cody. You lose again. Scott, you're 2-0 now. What was the score? 
Uh, I had the close. I had three ones, like, right? There were no. seven questions. I gave you two. I had three. Yeah. Okay, well, either way, it's four to three. <laughs> also, hey, listen, 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 I took it to a game seven, which is something Jordan's never been to in the NBA Finals, which is why he's better than LeBron. That, I'm, I'm not going to argue on that one. I'm that's fine. not why he's better than LeBron. Well, that's not why. There's one stronger of the, one arguments of, one of the reasons. than that. Yeah, I mean, just going six zero in the finals doesn't necessarily do it. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about our sponsors real quick. Yeah. Bebops. I'm a fan. You're a fan. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Everyone Get that nacho cheese to dip my fries. It's in. a hot as hell day out. Grab the chocolate malt. Perfect day for a malt. Yeah. Chocolate shake actually. But shake. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They actually. Uh, so they've teamed up with our sponsor Lola's. They have a new secret sandwich coming out. <clears throat> okay. I talked to, or I tried to get a hold of Neil earlier today. He hasn't come back yet. And I wanted to try and bring one on the show tonight, but they haven't released it yet. Mm. But so it's obviously going to be something with a little heat to it. I don't know what it is yet, though. But I'm very excited for when that comes out because Lola's makes also fantastic products, both great Iowa companies. You can get uh, Lola's packets at any Bebops in town, and there's yeah. a new one. There's new Bebops coming in Waukee, right? Grimes. Grimes. They're Grimes, in Waukee. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. Other than that, the Mullen Group. Looking to buy, sell. Yeah. Looking kind of inquiring on what uh, mortgages are at right now. Give uh, Sean Mullen and the Mullen team at Remax uh, a call. Yeah, here's a quick word from the sponsors. Also, big shout out to the Irish in West Des Moines for having us, and we'll be right back. Where's the best place in Des Moines to get a burger, fries, and a chocolate shake? Bebop's big tasty burgers, hot crispy fries, and great chocolate shakes. So why do you come to Bebop's? The burgers are fresh and fast, and it tastes great. I like the pork fritters and chicken sandwiches. Where's the best place in the morning to get a burger, fries, and a chocolate shake? There's only one place we go. Bebop's. Bebop's. Better than good. Lola's Fine Hot Sauce. A generational family recipe using the world's hottest peppers for great flavor. They're vegan, non-GMO project verified, kosher, and all-natural. Find them online at lolasfinehotsauce.com. Use promo code ASTABALL for 10% off your purchase. Are you in the market for buying or selling a home? Get a hold of the best in the business. The Mullen Group at REMAX Revolutions. You can get a hold of Sean at 515-306-2028. Again, REMAX Revolution, Sean Mullen at 515-306-2028. Cody, you remember this song from the Wedding Singer? I actually watched part of this Wedding Singer the other day. It was on. Uh, Arguably the greatest soundtrack of any movie of all time. <laughs> okay. Name one better. What about go, uh, is it called Ghost? Ghost with uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze and yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Moore. Yeah. I don't. What was on that soundtrack? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just thinking of movies. What are you? Are you are you, the Righteous Brothers song is... Well, yeah, I mean, other than that one, but... Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? They had some good sounds on that one. That was a great soundtrack. Okay. Well, Titanic. One song. Nice. My Heart Will Go On. That <laughs> was like saying The Bodyguard. Hey, The Bodyguard's a good movie. Bodyguard's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. I just know the one song. I know they actually had more... Oh, yeah. Listen okay. to that. You'll recognize a few others. Okay. I'll check it out. Uh, thank you guys all for... Uh, I don't know. Listening. What do you think, people? For now, the yeah, there we go. Sticking with us yeah, because we've been on vacation. Thank yeah. you. Brain fart. Marshall was up um, in uh, northern Minnesota. I was up in northern United States. Alaska, they call it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, where you don't need a passport to fly to. You don't. Yes, I had somebody ask me that. Fun fact of the day: no, you, you wouldn't need no. Yeah. You, you don't need a passport need. to fly to the people who state. think you would. There, someone's like, "This might be a dumb question." 
Someone ask, actually asked you that? Yeah, like, do you need a passport to go Who to Alaska? It? I said, well, if you drive there, yes. Yeah. If you fly, no. Who asked you that? Um, I won't say their, no name. their name. I'll just say it rhymes with uh, spliffany. <laughs> oh, we're going with Jennifer, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Gotcha. yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm still over here just wondering how you don't think that Willie Mays is arguably the greatest baseball player of all yeah, time. I Why is this? How, I mean, but you think Babe Ruth's the best of all time? No, I think Ty Cobb's the best player of all time. Oh, well, actually, I think no. excuse me, I think Ted. Well, why? Because they named Ty a Cobb salad is, after him. I think Ted Williams would have been if he not had not missed the years of his prime. I I think the top three outside of you is fairly unarguable. It's it's in somebody in this order, somewhere in this order, Ruth. Mays, Aaron. Those are your top three. Really? And you debate among them. Okay. I think that's the answer. I think the Ty Cobb is probably fourth or fifth with with Ted Williams. I'd go with that. I, that's a f- I feel like that's a good top five, five yeah. right there. I think Barry I Bonds is that. the correct answer. No. I'll, I'll die on the hill. No, Barry Bonds is not. No, the Barry Bonds right isn't. He's in the top ten, unfortunately, but... Even he's in the top ten without his steroids career, like just his Ale- first of all, alleged steroids. No, how dare you? Alleged. No, no, I, I, I'm happy to say I'll, he I'll die on it. the hill that he took steroids. Well, there's never been any proof of it, so there's there's a ton of proof. I haven't seen it. <laughs> there's a ton of proof. If I don't see it, doesn't just count. Because you haven't seen it doesn't mean <laughs> that's just, you've I, never seen a whale's dick, have you? Doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this conversation is getting weird. <laughs> See, gotta win that argument real quick. Speaking of weird, um, <laughs> I think it's because I talked to you the other night, uh, and then uh, we, I remember who it was to so something that they saw out of you, and then I was at home on TikTok, and all of a sudden my next thing was a ad of you talking about the Iowa State Fair. Oh yes. So you're now my yeah. algorithm, and that I appreciate is that. Really unfortunate for you guys. <laughs> I apologize, but yeah, the. Um, <laughs> I fear oh, getting overexposed in this market, uh, so maybe I need to back off. But uh, there was a over the course of the pandemic, there were a few things that kept like just got put off. Yeah. Like, you'll notice in the State Fair commercial, my beard is huge. Yeah, like we shot that a couple years ago. But a lot of this stuff now is much more applicable because things are back to being opened up. So there's a a deluge. Of Scott content right now. There's a lot of big words coming out now too. I like this. What it, with the state fair coming up in what eleven days, ten days? Uh, well, Thursday the eleventh it starts. Yeah, it's always yeah. best not to. Yeah, that's the way you should. Thursday say it. the eleventh podcast yeah. that doesn't come out on the day we record yeah. it. So yeah. what with that coming gotcha. up? What is your go-to food at state fair? The I, there I love so much of the food. I mean, there, there's so many good things, but for me, it's the uh, the hot beef sundae. Okay. That is a delicious. Oh, that's my favorite one. I I I could house like twenty four of those okay. in one hour if I if so I had the opportunity. My, I love them. My go to used to be either the corn dog or the foot long hot dog. I loved them, but now it's the lobster roll. Oh, the lobster roll. Last JR's year's lobster roll. Yeah. Just fantastic. got done doing uh, some uh, videos for JR's, so you'll see me in those too. So nice. I can't wait for my <laughs> yeah. uh, can't wait for my late night TikTok watching. And <laughs> do you have a go to or a favorite uh, thing to do at State Fair? Just I just love walking around yeah. and just being there. Yeah. Especially once it becomes night and I don't know, there's just a, f- <coughs> a there's an air, an aura about yeah. the state fair. And I like going on like one of the last two days too, towards the end. It's just there's something there's just something really cool about it. And there's already already for me at least I'm a nostalgic person, so nostalgia is already setting in, even though the fair isn't over. Right. This this is a problem with my psyche not being present. But I'm also already been like, oh man, I missed the fair. I can't wait for it next year. And hey, idiot! Three days left. You're here right now. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just shut up your brain? <laughs> yeah. 
right. You go to any concerts this year, Cody? Uh, so I always loved to attend the free stage. Uh, the hairball. I love hairball. Uh, the amphitheater. Um, Susan B. S- Susan Knapp. Susan Knapp. Yeah. You I say Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong country. <laughs> I uh, I love going to that because I feel like there's always someone that's just made it. We signed them four years ago when they were up and coming, so there's a really good act. It's true. Maybe I saw Boys the Men there a few really years ago. That was after I saw, their prime, though. Yeah. yeah. I saw... Uh, <laughs> Dan I you were there a long time ago. Yeah, so no, no, two years ago. Yeah. Child. <laughs> uh, Dan and Shay I've seen. They're big now. I've seen a bunch of a bunch of guys that, that were just coming up or like had just made it a year before or two years before. Um, and then they've blown up and they've already seen the contract, so they have to be there. And I love that. And you can get as close as you want. It's super cool. I have to get front row because I can't see anything. That's fair. Um, I, I mean, I first day of the fair, you got to go and try all the food. Second day of the fair, you got to try whatever food you couldn't finish because there's so much food. Deep and then the third day is like, I like to go like four times a year at least, I think. And the third, yeah. fourth day is kind of like checking out what's going on, enjoying the people, enjoying... Just the nostal- yeah. like I said, nostalgia of it. Yeah. We do employee day for uh, for Wellman's and all the other bars. We take a bus out and we all dress. Oh, really? We dress in state fair fashion. Wow! First Sunday of the fair. Yeah. So if you see a bunch it's of idiots, first Sunday of the yeah. fair. See a bunch of idiots roaming the fair on the first Sunday. I might Sunday. have to come out us. to see this. Yeah. I'm growing out my state fair mustache right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm looking a little nappy. Is that what you are, or was it because of rooster? <laughs> Top <laughs> nope. Gun. Nope. It's definitely a state fair. It's for do you do that every year? Uh, the last few years I have, yeah. Yeah. Why did why? I feel like it's a very state fair thing to do. The mustache? Yeah. And I grow I grow a really good mustache. I can't grow any facial it, hair anymore. It does else, look so. like a good yeah. mustache, I'll yeah. give you that. I can't really grow any good facial hair. So it all conglomerates to the front. So why do you shave it when the fair's over? I just don't have any facial hair. No, I know why do you oh, shave it? Why don't you keep wide? it going if you got a good uh, mustache? I think it looks good, man. I did it a couple of years ago, I just kept it for like October, I think, and then it just Well, maybe it's a personal staple now in yeah, your style. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I can't. Be the, I be can't the Iowa nice guy with the Iowa mustache guy. Huh. You you should try and get that to be your moniker. See how that holds. Iowa <laughs> mustache guy. I like it. I feel like I we're on the summer. Is that here. the Iowa mustache guy? So, I've got more. Before we finish up with everything, I've got more questions about your, your documentary. Oh yeah, I'll answer them. So, um, during the break, we were talking a little bit, and you said you started this about ten years ago. Um, did you start Jack Trice at the same time? Yeah. So we had the idea around ten years ago. Uh, we were going to do a combined Jack and Niall documentary. Uh, but then we tried to go through uh, a couple years where we were trying to get the film fully funded, and we just did not succeed at that. And so it really was probably about six years ago when we started Principal Photography. But then because we weren't getting paid to do it, uh, there would be many, many months at a time where we wouldn't work on it at all because we'd had paying client work coming in. Yeah. So if you're a business out there and you're looking for uh, some good video production, let me know. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all that work always had to come first. Uh, and then when uh, the pandemic shut everything down, all of a sudden we had uh, all this time. And we used that time to complete the documentary. Pandemic's done a lot for us. We started the po- podcast for the pandemic. You know, it, you might as well try My mom is a very optimistic person. And yeah. she's not had Same. a very easy life. But she maintains her optimism, and it has rubbed off on me. And I, and I try not to get too down about things. And so, you know, the pandemic sucked, fucking yeah. sucked. Yeah. Uh, but there are some good things that came out of it, and uh, that's what you try and focus on—that those positive things. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
have you started? So you, you've completed the Nile one. Have you started the research on Jack yeah, Trice? Yeah, so for a long time, uh, we were pursuing both. So I'd say the Jack Trice one is about half done. Okay. Uh, now we just kind of require funds to, to finish off the few days of shooting we have left and then the massive post-production process. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I, I don't want to bore your audience with all the details about how much work, uh, how much time it takes to put together a polished uh, historical documentary. But most of it is completed in the computer and and a program that we use, Adobe After Effects, mm-hmm. okay. and it is it is just time consuming. There's yeah. just no way around it. it. Takes a lot of time, and and Jack's uh, Jack's documentary would be very feel very different, look very different, be styled differently than the Nile one, uh, but it will will be equally as challenging. So I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to hopefully getting fully funded and then hiring my guys to work 40 hours a week on it. And then it'll only take a couple months to complete yeah. and not a couple years. Is, uh, is Iowa State in on helping you guys out? Yeah, that they've or? been really nice. Uh, Jamie wrote us a letter of recommendation the same way that Gary did. Nice. Um, uh, Jamie Pollard, the athletic director yeah. at Iowa State, and then Jamie or, uh, Gary Barda at the University of Iowa. And then even uh, now, as of yesterday, former... Commissioner of the Big 12, Bob Bowlesby, uh, also wrote us a little oh, letter wow, recommending nice. that, um, uh, you know, their support for the Jack Trice film. So nice. I'm, I'm excited to, to get that one done. I, I, it's such a cool story, and it will we have dug up stuff that nobody's seen, just like in the Nile Kinnick documentary. Which one was easier to do the research on, Jack or Nile? I thought that the Nile Kinnick one was going to be easier, which is why I chose to do it first. But because there's so much more, because... Nile is a generation older or generations are younger than Jack there's just way more to go through um, that that is both good and bad but Jack's story uh, there's just not as much there's not as many photos I mean we have hundreds of photos of Nile we have handfuls of photos for Jack okay you know we do not have very many letters like we have encyclopedias worth of of letters from Nile. Uh, we don't have that stuff for Jack. And Jack's will be a combo uh, documentary, not just his life, but his life woven into the story, the 20-year saga of how uh, Cyclone Stadium became named Jack Trice Stadium. Okay. And that is a really, what? oh, such an intriguing story. So His lasting um, legacy. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, he Jack, after his death, he was forgotten for a generation until a student and a journalism student found him found uh, found out about it and wrote it and then he was lost again to history for another generation until uh, um, the students and, a, and some professors decided we need to honor Jack and the stadium was being built at the same yeah. time the new stadium nice. and uh, and then that took 20 years of there was a lot of conflict based around that um, that I lo- hope hopefully we'll get be able to get to and tell that story in the uh, in the future in Jack's documentary. Nice. Do you have any plans of doing anything else? Any either Big Ten, Big Twelve, other Iowa historians? Yeah, all the, I absolutely. Like I mean, I I I want to be Iowa storyteller. So I, yeah. uh, but I don't. What's very specific, and I hope you see this when you look at the Iowa at the Kinnick documentary. Uh, it's not a. It's not done in an Iowa-centric way. It's not you wouldn't necessarily know like, oh, these guys are big Iowa fans or Hawkeye fans. Like that's not how it's scripted. It's it's very much from um, the perspective of a kind of a national uh, viewpoint. So you know we don't say us as Iowans celebrate Niall Kinnick. No, we talk about Niall Kinnick 
having a lasting effect on his university. Okay. You know, phrasing it in that way so you don't be like, oh, it's just this is just a bunch of fanboys. Yeah. And we want to do the same thing with Jack's a documentary. I want to do one on Duke Slater, Johnny Bright from the university or from Drake University, uh, Kate Shelley. Uh, if you don't know that story, look that up. Um, that one I'd love to turn into an actual movie. Uh, and then we are actually right now three quarters of the way done with the next documentary which isn't sports related but it's about urban fox populations and the producer and scorer of, okay. of Kinnick Brendan Dunphy is directing that uh, I'm the producer and he's been essentially almost living with a family of foxes over the last two years and really? if you've seen My Octopus Teacher uh, this is this film is going to be <laughs> this is going to be great okay. it's weird uh, but really cool and touching and um, I think is going to be a darling. So, do you, okay. have a, do you have a release date for that at all? No, no, that one's right. still. Uh, he's almost done filming it. You know, with nature, you you can't really force the the storyline. Yeah. So we're waiting for that last piece, and uh, Brendan should be able to capture it here soon, and then we'll go into post production. Sweet. Awesome. If you ever want to hear a good story of a, the greatest Roosevelt athlete that never was, yeah. you should interview Eric Marshall. And I'll talk about how I ran track with Lolo Jones <laughs> my freshman year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was, we were on the same track. I had to run with her. He went I out ran for, behind her for a ways. He went out for freshman basketball. I put him on the girls' team because he had long blonde hair down to his shoulders. So. Well, well, Lolo Jones is, is certainly one of those uh, stories in Iowa that is to be considered to do a documentary. Yeah, She's, sure. absolutely. She is in a... An intriguing character who also creates a lot of conflict for people, so that should be a good subject. Absolutely. Well, Scott, Fantastic. we appreciate you coming on, man. This was uh, this was awesome. For having yeah. me, please, uh, if you can share the documentary in any way. Yeah. We're just trying to get the word out. I think that's the because I think once people see it, they're going to really like it. We just got to get the word out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be on Vimeo, August twenty fourth. Fourth. Yeah. August twenty fourth. Niles Perfect. number. Watch the uh, trailer. The trailer. Tra- yeah. yeah, trailer on YouTube, also on the show. Yeah, we'll post wanna, a link for it too. If you want to YouTube too. it, yeah. just the yeah. Ni- Niall Kinnick documentary. Yeah, just search Niall Kinnick. Yeah, or you just if you search that'll come up. Kinnick the documentary is the technical title, but uh, you just search it and you'll find it. Perfect. So, uh, thank you, Bebops. Thank you, Lolas. Thank you, Molin Group. Thank you, the Irish, and Scott. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate you, it. Thanks for appreciate having me. It. We'll uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>